Hello, everybody, and welcome to Making the Grade for the week ending Friday, June 21st, 2019. Is this really already the go-home week for Boots on the Ground? It can't already be time for another pay-per-view, can it? God, let's let's jump right in. We open Raw with wildcard Elias, who immediately starts with a local sports reference. He is rallying to be the special referee this Sunday at Shrimping Grounds. That is, until Rollins appears out of nowhere and creams him with a chair. Repeatedly. Seth then threatens to beat the shit out of any special referee who tries to screw him on Sunday. Enter the Miz, and holy shit, we're only four minutes in and we're gonna have a match! He hits a skull-crushing finale on Elias, just for the fuck of it, apparently. Then Elias gets speared by Lashley, swung by Cesaro, code-broken by Ricochet, and power-slammed by Strowman. So, thanks for coming, Elias. Thanks for coming. Match number one, The Miz versus Bobby Lashley versus Cesaro versus Ricochet versus Braun Strowman. This is an elimination match to determine who will face Samoa Joe on Sunday for the United States Championship. I cannot wait for it to end after one fall when three competitors run off through the crowd and get counted out. Cesaro actually gets Braun up on his shoulders for almost a torture rack slam, but gets caught on a springboard and power slammed. Then Lashley gets power slammed on top of Cesaro, and Cesaro is out immediately. Then it is Lashley's turn to fight Braun. He gets power slammed and pinned next. Turns out Joe is watching from ringside. He must have come down during commercial break. Strowman hits that big running tackle on the outside on Miz, then runs and tackles Ricochet, then runs and tackles Miz again. He throws Miz into the ring for their one-on-one encounter. Strowman lifts Miz for the power slam, but Lashley spears him and Cesaro neutralizes him, then Ricochet 630s him, and out goes Strowman with the help of Lashley and Cesaro on the cover. So it is Ricochet versus Miz. Now Braun recovers and beals Ricochet over the top rope onto Lashley. Cesaro almost escapes, but gets caught at the top of the stage and planted into the Minitron. Rick somehow manages to hurt his knee, so Miz just puts him in the figure four, but Rick is able to escape. He manages to hit another code breaker on Miz, and then the 630 almost spiking himself on Miz's midsection in the process. Ricochet is your winner and will face Joe this Sunday. Grade C. It was a D for a bit, then Braun got eliminated. But you've got five guys in an elimination match, and the entire thing basically is one-on-one. That is just stupid. Joe tries to attack after the bell, but Ricochet gets the better of him. Tonight, Roman Reigns will be here, plus Seth Rollins versus Daniel Bryan. Backstage, Wildcard's D. Bryan Biodiesel walk. Elsewhere, Becky Lynch also walks. Becky walks all the way to the ring to call out Lacey. She promises to beat Lacey as soon as she gets within beating distance, which draws Lacey out, and as soon as she gets within beating distance, Becky lays down a beating. We go through the tunnel and follow the revival to Shane's office, where the champagne is a-flowing. Elsewhere, Charlie is with Baron Corbin. Baron says he may have an announcement about the referee on tonight's Kevin and Sammy show, and then Seth hits him with a chair. Somewhere, the Viking Raiders wait. Then, a shitty beer brings you a vignette about Seth Rollins. Enter Daniel Bryan. He cuts a pretty standard heel promo until he is interrupted by the Viking Raiders. Match number two, Viking Raiders versus Russ and Randy Taylor. So it's the home improvement kid and the fourth unknown brother from that show? Good. The Raiders win in seconds. Grade D. It gets downgraded because I feel insulted after not being on TV for weeks. They give us a 30-second squash for the Viking Raiders. Oh, and it leads to a scanning of the crowd, showing the wild cards Truth and Carmella in disguise in the crowd, which leads to chaos. Stupid. Negative points. Backstage, wildcard Kevin and Sammy are going over notes with Baron Corbin. It's time for the Kevin and Sammy show, except first, 
we have to go back to Shane's lounge. Heath Slater comes in. They cut out the audio like maybe we're not supposed to know what's going on. But then it comes in. Then it goes out again. Then Cole starts trying to describe what's happening. Then it comes back up. And it turns out that Slater is asking for a raise because he's got kids. Shane respects him for coming in and asking him straight up, but says no. Heath leaves. Shane sends Drew after him. Drew tries to offer Heath money because of their long history. Heath declines Drew's money, so Drew beats the shit out of him. Uh, apparently, they're fighting on Sunday, too, or I guess they want Drew to save his aggression for Sunday because the, 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 the revival kept yelling, save it for Sunday, save it for Sunday. So that was weird. I didn't know that by fighting on Monday, you lose some of your fighting strength for Sunday. Is it like one of those free-to-play games where you have to wait for your stamina to fill back up unless you pay $1.99? Uh, revival pulled Drew off Heath. Shane takes Drew back to the lounge, and then the Revival pocket Drew's money. That made me laugh. Bonus points. Now it's time for the Kevin and Sammy show with special guest Baron Corbin. Sammy and Kevin both rescind their offers to referee, and Baron announces that the referee this Sunday is EC3 because reasons... Turns out those reasons are because Seth is about to beat the shit out of EC3 with a chair. Baron says he guesses EC3 isn't the referee, which brings out wildcard New Day. In the ring, they seem to discuss how many wildcards there have been so far. They lay Big E's coat over EC3 and pay tribute to the dead, and then Sammy points out that they're not on the list of wildcards tonight. Sure, the wild card needed an extra fucking wrinkle. Who gives a shit? Kofi says he's WWE champion, so he gets to go wherever he wants, and there is no chance that he's not bringing along his boys. Kevin says he'll take the WWE title the next time he gets a chance. Kofi promises to win the steel cage match against Dolph at Whomping Grounds, and they pelvic thrust. Then we get our six-man tag. Shocking. They weekend at Bernie's EC3 to sanction this six-man since he's dressed as a referee. <laughs> Poor EC3. Then Renee references Weekend at Bernie's, but I'm not going to go back and rewrite that line. Backstage, we're given a visual tour of the trainer's room for some reason. Then AJ Styles is talking to the actual trainer when the club appears dressed as doctors. The last time this happened, there were awful testicle puns. Hopefully not this time. AJ tells them to start taking shit seriously, so they promise to start taking shit seriously. Match number three, The New Day versus Baron, Kevin, and Sammy. New Day win the first fall thanks to a quick roll-up by Xavier on Sammy, and apparently this is a two out of three match, two falls out of three for some fucking reason. Now, you may think that I skipped something there when I was writing that up, but no. The bell rings, and blah. Corbin eventually manages to piss off Kevin and Sammy. KO super kicks them and they leave, which leads to a trouble of paradise and fall number two. Grade C, I don't understand why this had to happen. Why did this need to be a match? Why involve the New Day? I really just don't, don't get it. Backstage, Alexa gives Nikki a tag title match as her partner. Elsewhere, Heyman adjusts his tie. Enter Heyman after the break. He says anyone who would agree to be the special referee on Sunday is a fucking moron. And then he talks about balls. Backstage, Corn is uh, Corbin is talking to Eric Young. Eric says he'll think about it. Then Seth appears. Eric says he's not actually going to think about it. He just said that to make Baron shut up and go away. Seth says that he understands they're old friends. He knows Eric would never jeopardize their friendship. And then he beats the shit out of him with a chair. Seth Rollins is a fucking dick, you guys. 
Somewhere smoky, the Usos talk about the club. That match is next, apparently. Match number four, the Usos versus Gallows and Anderson. Gallows, for some reason, throws Jimmy right into his corner so Jay can rush over and tag him. A double superkick later, and Gallows gets pinned. Grade B. Glad to see the club on Raw again, disappointed that they lose in such a stupid fashion. They continue to party in the lounge, and wildcard Roman Reigns is walking. Hulk Hogan then cuts a promo for the Women's World Cup team. Fuck him, negative points. Enter Roman. But first, a photo recap of him losing at Super Showdown. Roman doesn't want to talk. He wants to kick someone's ass, and he calls out Shane, who shows up on the screen and calls on Mike Rome to... You know the deal by now. Shane refuses Roman's uh, introduction and introduces Drew. He promises... Sorry, in... Shane refuses Roman's invitation and introduces Drew. He promises to disfigure Roman on Sunday. This sends Roman back towards the tunnel and to Shane's lounge. He demolishes the revival and enters the lounge where he beats the tar out of Shane and puts Drew through a table. He chases Shane back to ringside and beats the hell out of him there. Jesus Christ, we still have a whole other fucking hour to go. Backstage, Bailey, Natty, and Naomi are laughing about nothing. Charlie asks Bailey about the social media accusations that Bay refused to take a picture with a young fan because she was wearing an Alexa Bliss shirt. Bitches be crazy, y'all. Enter the Iconics. Even Billy gets in on making the local sports reference this evening. Match number five, Women's Tag Team Championships. Remember those? The Iconics versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. The Iconics manage to retain the titles while the camera is showing Alexa getting attacked by wildcard Bailey outside the ring, so I have no idea what the finish of that match was. Grade B. It was nice to see an actual tag title defense for the Iconics, and I honestly expected them to lose, so that was fun. Backstage, Nikki has finally decided that Bailey is a cunt after all, and she'll accompany Alexa to, uh, to the ring on Sunday to make sure that Bailey loses the SmackDown Women's Championship to a Raw superstar. Then Firefly Funhouse Bray talks about gardening your mind. Bray is apparently a flat earther and thinks dinosaurs are still alive. Bray asks us to join him in the funhouse where the fun never has to end. People worship what they fear. Fear is power. Follow the leader. Then a very interesting remix of what we've seen since whenever the fuck these started, ending with The Fiend saying, Let me in to close the week. Exciting. Daniel is in Gorilla with Rowan and Charlie. Charlie asks Daniel if he's ready for Seth. Daniel asks Charlie why no one's had the sense to take the chair away from Seth, which is a very good question, actually. Daniel says Seth is not a better wrestler than Daniel. He hollers loudly that Seth Rollins has never beaten Daniel Bryan, so expects Seth Rollins to beat Daniel Bryan. Meanwhile, Seth is walking and making googly eyes at Becky. Aww. Match number six, Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins. This seems really pointless unless, like, Daniel ends up being the special referee on Sunday or some shit. Rollins hits the first suicide dive, gets caught by Rowan on the second, and face slammed into the apron for the disqualification victory. Fucking really? Grade D for disappointing. New Day come out to help Seth, KO, and Sammy, and the Revival run out. The Usos then arrive. Are we going to get some kind of tag team battle royal or gauntlet thing at Glamping Frowns for the SmackDown tag belts now? Then Rome announces that this match will restart with everyone banned from ringside. Match number seven, Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins. Daniel gets the label lock, but Seth is able to reach the rope. Seth counters the running knee into a buckle bomb and a super kick that gets a two. Daniel gets the knees up on a frog splash and counters into another label lock, which Seth counters into a pin that gets two. Then a Seth penalty finishes it off. Grade B. That's more fucking like it. Now, not only does Seth have one victory over Daniel Bryan, he's got two. Seth heads up the ramp with his belt, and Baron wallops him from behind with a chair. Repeatedly, justice 
karma. Baron wears him out with the chair and rolls him into the ring for an end of days. Baron holds the Universal title high as we go off the air, which means he's not fucking winning on Sunday. Overall grade for Raw, C-. minus. I know it's a go-home show and all, but there was just so much goddamn pointless shit that happened on this show. And Seth was just being a raging fucking asshole, you guys. The Viking Raiders come back to TV to act as a lead-in for another R-Truth skit that doesn't lead to a title change. The club come back to TV to lose in a dumb way, and I legit thought the show was over an hour before it was. <sighs> Maybe Troy will let me take over Revisited so I don't have to watch the main roster anymore. Let's get a wildcard check. Counting everyone individually, 11 SmackDown superstars appeared on Raw tonight. 11. Kaylee? Uh, Kaylee? Who the fuck is Kaylee? <clears throat> Bailey, Kofi, Biggie, Xavier, Kevin Owens, R-Truth, Carmella, Elias, Daniel Bryan, Rowan, and Roman. 11. Even if you take into account Sammy's comment uh, that the New Day weren't on the list, that's still fucking 8. The stated limit is 4. Just give it the fuck up. Anyway, Blue Brand, let's keep this bullshit train a-rollin'. We open SmackDown with The New Day. The commentators remind us that this Sunday at Stomping Grounds, Kofi will face Dolph Ziggler inside a steel cage. Then Xavier reminds us that this Sunday at Stomping Grounds, Kofi will face Dolph Ziggler inside of a steel cage. Big E wants the last hour of SmackDown Live to be the freaky hour, but we only get as far as the slip and slide when we're interrupted by Dolph. Dolph immediately falls into the giant plot hole of no one will have your back on Sunday, because remember, folks, no one has ever interfered in a steel cage match. Ever, 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 ever. It's never happened. Not once. Don't look for it. For some reason, they decide that while Kofi is responding to Dolph, we need to be zoomed in enough to see the veins on his temples as he talks. Dolph then vaguely threatens to murder Xavier in their match later. Backstage, Bailey is walking. Tonight, she is the guest on the wildcard of Bliss. Match number one, Xavier Woods versus Dolph Ziggler. Eventually, Owens and wildcard Zane show up to try and take out Kofi and E, and the ref chucks all four of them. Dolph pins Woods with a big super kick. Grade B. Woods basically got dominated here, which is an understandable choice, but... I still wasn't a big fan of it. Uh, make Dolph look like a threat leading into his obvious loss on Sunday. Okay. We then go back to Raw for Rollins being an asshole and getting his comeuppance at the end of the night. Backstage, Shelton Benjamin is standing next to the B team. They talk about being special referee. Matt Hardy exits wildcard Baron Corbin's office, calls Shelton Senior Benjamin, thereby identifying the only reason he's in this sketch, and leaves. Firefly Funhouse later. Elsewhere, Nikki and Alexa go over notes and give a page a coffee cup to fill. And it's time for the moment of bliss. Alexa doesn't have her coffee. Bailey brings out coffee, but it's not her coffee. It's Bailey's coffee. Women's revolution. Alexa and Bailey are fighting because, um, uh, well, uh, uh, bitches be crazy. It eventually breaks down into a fight. No one is surprised. Backstage, Zelina Vega is fucking hot as shit. Apollo wanders up for some reason. He wants Andrade and he gets Andrade and he gets thrown into a production case for his troubles. Chad Gable takes notes. Elsewhere, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions are talking to each other. They are on commentary for our next match, which is match number two, B-Team versus Heavy Machinery. Surprisingly, the B-Team get offense in. Quite a bit of offense, actually. But you're not going to believe this. Heavy Machinery win with the compactor grade. C. It wasn't what I expected, and yet it was exactly what I expected. Seth, because he is an asshole, then shows up on SmackDown to chair the shit out of the B-Team. Backstage, Aleister Black talks to us about the essence of a man. The essence of a man the hell are they doing with Aleister Black? The door is open. 
Enter Shane and Elias, then enter Drew separately. Drew yells at Roman for crashing their party last night until he's interrupted by Wildcard Miz. Miz sends us to a very important video of Roman beating people up last night. He then shows us the very important video of Shane running from Roman and then getting beaten up by Roman in slow motion. Miz tries to throw to another very important video, and Shane threatens to fire everyone in the production truck if they play another very important video. I have to say, I'm on Shane's side on this one. Miz then complains on behalf of the WWE Universe about Shane being the top heel in the company, so Shane makes a match between Elias and Drew versus Miz and a partner of Miz's choosing that he has to choose in the next 10 seconds. The next 10 very quickly counted seconds. Truth appears literally out of nowhere, and Miz picks him to be his tag team partner. So, are 24-7 rules suspended for the duration of this match, or is Miz about to lose a tag team match because of a title defense? We then get a completely out-of-nowhere vignette about Mr. Fuji thanks to Progressive Insurance. Okay. Backstage, the Authors of Pain still exist, so they apparently talk to Baron. Are they actually still the Authors of Pain, or are they just AOP? I don't remember, because it's been so fucking long since they've been on TV. The Iconics then get challenged by the, the Oss Pirates. They refuse. Turns out Paige already had a match booked for the next week in Tokyo between the Oss Pirates and the Iconics. But turns out she is a horrible fucking manager because it's not a title match. It is a match to see if the Oss Pirates will get a title match. You're in fucking Tokyo next week. You're in fucking Tokyo, and you're not going to give the two Japanese women on the fucking roster, on the entire fucking main roster, a title match on their home turf. The fuck? Match number three, elimination tag, Drew Lias versus the Awesome Truth. Phillips confirms that the 24-7 rules are suspended during the match, so... Yay. Elias eliminates Truth following a knee to the face, and we're down to the handicap match we would have had anyway, because that fucking makes sense. Since Truth has been eliminated, the mid-card locker room clears out and does laps around the ring. Shelton Benjamin proves that uh, while he hasn't been on TV, he also hasn't been watching TV, as he just grabs the 24-7 title and then doesn't understand why he's not the champion. While the referee explains it to him, Truth grabs a belt and runs away, moments after being knocked by out by a knee to the face. Yep. Elias then does 99% of the work for the rest of the match. Drew merely elbows Miz in the face from the outside, then tags in and hits a claymore for the pin. Grade B. It wasn't terrible, but it didn't seem to really accomplish anything. Miz gets another claymore just for the fuck of it after the match. Backstage, Ember is walking. Carmella is looking for truth. Fire and Desire are eating donuts. It becomes a fight because, of course it does. Bitches be crazy. Then a rerun of Firefly Funhouse. Outside, Truth is trying to leave when Drake, dressed as Carmella for some fuckdamn reason, pins him and steals Rudy Charles's car. I know that's not his WWE name. I don't care. I'm not calling him Dan Angler because I don't know who the fuck Dan Angler is. Also, bonus points. That was pretty great. Match number four, Kofi Kingston and Seth Rollins versus KO and Sami Zayn. Before that, actually, I do want to mention something that I didn't write in my notes, which made me laugh out loud during that. Truth runs it to the back, runs into Rudy Charles in his car, and asks him, You're an Uber driver too? Okay, I pop for that. Uh, match number four, Kofi Kingston and Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Oh, this is also a two out of three falls match. The first fall happens immediately when Kofi hits Trouble in Paradise on Sami and pins him right out of the gate. Kind of dumb. So forget the part when I was talking about Raw where I said that happened on Raw because that happened here on SmackDown. That's how fucking shitty this week was. I can't even remember shit that just happened when I'm recording this. Seth then pins Kevin with a Seth penalty, because fuck you, Canada, that's why. Grade C. Not only was this match meaningless, it was meaningless in the context of it being a go-home show for a pay-per-view. Kofi and Seth are not fighting Sammy and Kevin on Sunday. Big E and Xavier are fighting Kevin and Sammy on Sunday. So there's kind of a third-party connection, 
but that's it. Overall grade for SmackDown, B minus. Better than Raw, but that's not really saying much these days. Wildcard check for SmackDown. Occam and Razor, Alexa and Nikki, Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, and The Miz. Although I feel like I may have missed someone. But that's nine. That is nine Raw superstars on SmackDown. Not including the 24-7 parade. Again, I'm pretty sure I missed someone. Any way. <sighs> Overall grade for the week, C+. Hooray. Meaningless television to get us to a meaningless pay-per-view. But hey, there was a 24-7 title change and Brock might show up on Sunday. There's no chance Brock shows up on Sunday. <sighs> I really I don't know how much longer I can do this. Why? Why is it so bad, you guys? Why is it so bad? <sighs> Enjoy Stomping Grounds tonight, friends. Visit rundownwrestling.com to vote on Hot Guys. Become a patron at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling and listen to me record a recap of a show I enjoyed watching much more than this. And uh, I guess I'll be back next weekend with another <laughs> Making the Grade. <laughs>